This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of 2021 of the Uncommon Christian Podcast. So glad that you are with us today. Welcome to episode 24. And by the way, Happy New Year. I know this episode is coming a couple several days after the new year, but I want to wish you a happy, happy new year. Uh, Can I be honest for a second? For a while there, I don't know about you, but it felt like 2020 would never uh, come to an end. I mean, it was just over and over again. But you know what? Just like clockwork, we woke up on January 1st to start a new year. And uh, I found myself uh, a week before New Year's Day thinking about all that I experienced in 2020. And what if any lessons I could take and apply to this new year of 2021? Now, you've most likely heard the phrase that hindsight is 2020. Well, officially, we can say that hindsight is actually 2020. Isn't that crazy? So today, we're kicking off a new conversation series called Lessons Learned. And for the next four weeks, I'm going to share with you guys um, some of the lessons that I learned from looking back over the past year. And my hope is that those lessons will not only help you survive 2021, because it's not about surviving, but I want you to hopefully thrive, thrive in however God is working in you and through you. Now, speaking of looking back, Do you guys remember uh, the Nintendo 64 game console? Now, it was one of the greatest things to ever be released. On September 29th, 1996, Nintendo released what would be called the greatest console, in, in my opinion at least, of all time in the Nintendo 64. It came with a new age controller and some of the coolest games at the time like Mario Kart and uh, WWF Wrestling and my personal favorite, GoldenEye, the James Bond game. I literally could not wait to get my hands on one. The problem was that I came from a family that didn't have a, have very much or not a lot of resources and And they were kind of limited. So getting a Nintendo 64 was going to be kind of difficult to accomplish. But, you know, that didn't stop me from telling anyone who would listen that I was getting one. Every time we would talk about it with uh, friends or whatever, the subject came up, I would probably proclaim, hey, I'm going to have one of those. I'm indeed going to get one of my own. Well, as time went on, people stopped believing me because... When asked about certain features or the games, I literally had no clue what they were talking about because I hadn't gotten one yet. But I kept saying, look, I am going to get one. Trust me, I am going to get one. Well, when that day finally came and my mom had saved up enough money to purchase one for me, I was so excited. So excited that when she got it, I ended up taking the box, the Nintendo 64 game game box console to school the next day so I could show people, look, I wasn't lying. I did get one. And as I think back on those days, I'm reminded of the difference in telling someone something and actually showing someone something. You see, I could shout till I was blue in the face that I was going to get a Nintendo 64, and I could tell as many people as I wanted to. 
But it wasn't until I actually proved that I had one that allowed me to be a part of the exclusive 64 club. Telling people that I would get one only got me so far. And after a while, it didn't matter what I said. What was the game changer was when I could show for sure that I indeed had one. And as I look back over 2020, I found that there were many instances in which I did a lot of telling, but not as much showing. I found that I would tell people, hey, this is how you should you know, live. This is how you should love. This is how you should extend grace. This is how you should think. This is how you should believe. But honestly, when it came to showing them, I was too often afraid sometimes of being criticized or marginalized or shunned or made fun of or honestly being called a hypocrite. You know, I was leading from my words instead of my actions. And it's not that words aren't important. I think our history, honestly, I think our history has proven that words are more important than ever before. But if those words aren't accompanied by action, then they are really just meaningless words. While words have an effect on people, action has the power to move people. And I don't know about you, but I am very ineffective trying to tell others about Jesus, about who he loves and why he loves. The louder I talk, sometimes it seems the less people listen. But I've noticed that the more my life matches up to my word, the more my life matched up to the things I was saying, the more my life reflected Christ, the more people were moved to action of their own. And honestly, I think we need our actions to catch up to our words. If we're going to tell people about Jesus, we need to also show them Jesus. Why? Because our actions will always speak louder than our words. Let me say that again. Our actions will always speak louder than our words. What people see in us will tell them more about Jesus than what we say about Jesus. And I think that's why James, who wrote the book of James, tells us that there's something special about our faith when we can live it out. Listen to what he writes in in chapter 2 of his book. He says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, well, goodbye and have a good day and stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So James says, it's good that we have faith. That's all great and dandy. That's a good thing. But if the outcome of our faith is nothing good, then what good is our faith? If our faith doesn't produce a person who not only loves Jesus, but also loves people so much so that their actions indicate their love for Jesus, then what's the point of them loving Jesus? And let me be clear with you today. If you don't love people, you cannot love Jesus. One doesn't work without the other. Let me say it again. If you don't love people, if you don't love people who hate you, if you don't love people who look different than you, talk differently, then live differently than you, if you don't love people uh, who just think differently than you, then you cannot love Jesus. One doesn't work without the other. And loving people means actually moving from words to action to show that love. 
We don't stop using words, but our words need to be followed up by action. So here's what I want you and and myself too for 2021 to understand. That living out our words of faith will go much further and faster in showing Jesus to the world. And if you were paying any attention in 2020, you saw how much our world needs Jesus. Honestly, the pandemic exposed more so than ever before about how broken our world is right now. People aren't listening to our words as much these days. But you know what they are doing? They're watching us live out our words. They are watching Christians to see if they truly believe what they say by how they live. It's like if I tell my kids I love them over and over again, yet my actions say otherwise, at some point they're going to stop believing that I love them. Because while I keep saying it, my actions are telling them something different. It's time that our actions complement our words. So I just want to share with you as we close here a few ways that I've learned to live out my faith from 2020. The first thing is to be a loving and humble friend, to be a loving and humble friend. One of the writers in the New Testament tells us to do nothing selfishly, but to always consider others better than ourselves. Paul, who wrote this, isn't saying that we should think less of ourselves. We shouldn't belittle ourselves. No, he is saying we should think of ourselves less and think of others more. How can I show the people I love? the Savior I love, by doing exactly what the Savior I love did for me. He put me first. So what does that look like for you in 2021? How can you be more intentional about thinking of others first? The second thing I learned is is using my gifts, okay? One of the coolest things about following Jesus is the discovery that God has uniquely gifted you and I with the ability to do awesome things. Now, those gifts were given to us for the purpose of reflecting Jesus and serving others. So the question you should ask is, what are you really good at? What comes natural to you? Figure that out and then use it to lift Jesus' name high and serve the people that Jesus loves. The third thing I learned is to speak life, not death. You know, earlier I said that our words can have an effect on people. And here's what I mean. Words can inspire love or they can inspire hate. Words of love love gives life, but words of hate invite death. You see, when we, you know, gossip, when we make insensitive comments, uh, when we belittle someone, when we speak down to someone uh, because of their lifestyle, because of the job that they have, maybe because they have less than we do or maybe because the color of their skin— Here's what we're doing. All we're doing is speaking death in someone. We're killing them with our words. But when we speak truth, when we lift them up, when we speak love, we are speaking life into them. Sometimes, now listen to this, sometimes the best thing to do when we can't speak life is to say nothing. If you're at a moment where you're just angry, you're upset, you're bothered, and just something hateful, evil just wants to spill out, just hold your tongue. Hold your tongue and wait for the moment when you can speak life. That's going to help you go further and faster in showing the love of Christ to others. Here's the fourth thing. Chase joy, not pleasure. Chase joy, not pleasure. 
You know, joy is happiness that isn't based on circumstances. Pleasure is happiness created by circumstances. Here's what I mean. Pleasure is fleeting, okay? Pleasure is fleeting. The more we find, the less we have. Have you ever noticed that? You'll always find yourself at the mercy of pleasure because it doesn't last long. We all know that, right? The decisions you make because you think it is what you need right now will only leave you longing for more. And the more you chase pleasure, the deeper the hole you're going to find yourself in. But if you chase joy... What I have found is that you're after something more long-lasting that isn't based on how your life is going, that isn't based on more money or a better life or a better family or a better spouse or dating partner or anything that you may consider better. Your life could be falling apart, but if you're chasing joy, your joy isn't impacted by your circumstances. You see, Chasing joy simply means you keep your eyes on Jesus, who can provide all the joy you'll ever need, regardless of the circumstances. Well, I want to be honest with you. This isn't going to be easy, and there are going to be more days than not that you and I get this wrong. But let me tell you, it will be worth it in the long run. At the end of 2021, I hope to look back and know that I did all that I could to tell people about Jesus and show people the power of Jesus that lives within me. And I want you to be able, at the end of 2021, to look back and to see not only did your words affect people in a positive way, but also that your actions moved people, those whom God put in your life one step closer to him. And honestly, that's what it means to be an uncommon Christian, that our lives aren't just based off of what we say, that our lives are based off of what we say and do, because we want to go further and faster in helping people, helping others know Jesus. And my prayer for you is that you take your words in 2021 and turn them into action. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful for you, would you do me a big favor and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, which will help this show reach more people. And you guys know what I say. This is what it's all about. It's not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.